me on the fade out. That's right. I forgot how long that song was. Yeah, well, you know, when it comes to Led Zeppelin, uh, you're guaranteed four to eight minutes. Yeah, they kill it. Pretty yeah. much it's every like three, time. It's like three different songs, too. You like forget that was part of this song. Like, what? Well, yeah. back in the day, they wrote songs. You know, now it's just the same like, thing. Like, told repeated. a story. <laughs> yeah, it's like repeated over and over again now. And uh, they kill it in two and a half minutes. Yeah. Ah, I'm a fan of the two and a half minutes. I like the three-minute <laughs> song. Yeah, there seems like uh, there was this nice little happy medium there, uh, you know, in the 60s. They were just doing it, uh, you know, early 60s, those Beatles boppers, right? They were like a yeah. minute, 12 seconds. Uh, they found, and then Zeppelin was cutting in the 70s, right? 72, they you know, dropping well, they had to do with like the, They had to do with, like, vinyl, dude. You were limited to how much you could fit on there. So you really had to tell that story quick. <laughs> that's right yeah, I held her hand on the farm I fell in love we got married you know <laughs> it happened quick love me do love me do love <laughs> I met her pa he said no we ran away that's you know I met her pa <laughs> that's how those songs used to go you know yeah, that's right, man. And then later on, you get to Zeppelin era, 10 years later, and you can write these epochs that are uh, about Lord of the uh, Rings. Got visited from a, a race. <laughs> another race. Yeah, from, right. another, A race from another time. Over the hills and far away. <laughs> Even their titles were longer, right? Yeah. yeah, no. Now, if I put that on my iPod, all I see is over. You went to Love Me Do to Over the Hills and Far Away, oh, which Jesus is fantastic. Christ. I love it, man. It's it's a little bloated, but I I enjoy that kind of stuff, you know. And I, then Love Me Do was like half the song. Love, love me do. <laughs> yeah. like, you know? They never once say Over the Hills and Far Away. You know that I love you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like that, though. That's simple. I don't have to think too much. Over the Hills and Far Away. Like, what? Who's the wizard? We're talking about gnomes here. What's a hobbit? I don't know what's going on, man. This is crazy. What ring? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, good call. Yeah, songs used to be simpler. Simpler, maybe it's the drugs, right? I think uh, the we got the CIA acid test going on. Everyone wanted to be the Grateful Dead all of a sudden. They're doing all the shrooms and acid and heroin. Wow, you know what? I was just talking today because me and the other 35-year-olds were regaling the youths with a... Uh, Did you say youths? The youths with the, uh, with <laughs> the stories of 9-11. Oh, yeah, the youngins, they uh did not grow up. Dude, the kids in my class, man. like the young guys in the class, most of the people in my class were not bored when 9-11 happened. And the ones that were, except for me and these like three other guys, the ones that were, they were like months old. Oh, that's pretty wild, man. Yeah. So like I tried, we tried, we were all like talking about how we got to see that shift. Like, there's for sure a pre-9-11 <laughs> world, post-9-11 world. Yeah, without a doubt. It was yes. totally different. It totally changed. Well, right? and think and of the- uh, everyone who's 20 now. They are going to look back in 20 years and say there is a pre-COVID world and a post. Wow, probably, maybe we'll see what how they we'll see what the effects are. We'll, we'll see if we're still alive, or if Klaus Schwab and his World Economic Forum plan <laughs> comes to fruition, we all be dead and eating bugs, or eating bugs and be dead. I don't know, but I think you could actually look back and see a clear pre pre CIA acid, post CIA acid. That is fascinating, and it starts with the Grateful Dead. The- you got the music changed, you know, all media kind of changed. I you think the there whole... was uh, an operation between, you know, you got the acid test with the dead in San Francisco, and not too far from there, you had the place where they were kind of honeypotting everybody, uh, you know, at the Playboy Mansion. And so there was a lot of shit going on in California. Plus you had that whole era of serial killers. That's right, Yeah. 
California was a funky Oh place, my god, I can't believe I haven't brought this up with you. Have you heard about the smiley face killer? There's a new serial killer, man. You are psycho, bro. I saw Did you some... hear about it? Did he he got caught, right? <laughs> Isn't he Latino or like uh what's going on no, with this guy? No, no, they don't know who he is. They, they don't even know if it's really just one guy. Oh my or god, a team all right. So, of guys. We... so wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. We've been talking about where are the serial killers and we got one? Maybe multiple. It could be all right. They don't know. It Apparently, means... what they do <laughs> is they take drunk guys. Oh no! And they drown them in a river. Wow! And all you, you, there's no evidence that it was even a murder, but you will find a smiley face somewhere, like on the wall or something. Wow! Ho-ho! And then. And apparently they like found these bodies like all over. I think it was like Tennessee. And this was like in the 80s. And then it stops. Then they start finding the same thing in like New York. And then it's like it and then oh, it stops. Man. Oh, wow. So this is uh, an ongoing fiasco. Look, there was a guy they caught not too long ago. Uh, this is a stretch. I think it was maybe like the bi- uh, the torture strangle guy. BTS killer or was an, another guy similar to that, but he committed a bunch of crimes and then did similar crimes throughout different places for over like 30 years though. Like there are guys that they like never catch who like get away with the same shit. So this could be a guy who's been doing it for a while. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's happened many times. I, man. Heard of, yeah. I think she, I think they just don't talk about it. That's what I think. You know, you yes. know what it is? These serial killers. You got to start using AR-15s because right now the media wants to talk about mass killings with guns. Get out of here. No. You guys are out there strangling Uh, and kniving. Nobody cares about that. I totally disagree with you. Look, if you're out there, smiley uh, (laughs) smiley face killer, if you're listening, uh, you know, you're good for podcasters, right? The podcasters can follow your activities and uh, report on the news uh, with you. You know, the legacy media, they got bigger fish to fry. Podcasters, hey, as a matter of fact, hit us up. We'll give you a platform to talk. Call into the show. Uh, <laughs> we won't reveal your identity. We swear. We've been looking for a big name guest. We've been trying Ted Cruz for a while, but he doesn't respond. That's right. He doesn't answer our emails. He's a little busy running the Senate. <laughs> That's right. He's podcasting more often, I think, actually. I think he loves podcasting. Uh, I think he should give up his career as politics and just be a podcaster. He's a better podcaster, to be totally honest. I would. I can't stand listening to Ted Cruz, the senator. Like I just don't watch any clips. I'm just turning that off. Yeah, yeah. But Ted Cruz, he you know he takes off the tie, relaxes that top button, leans back a little in that leather chair. He's got that microphone in front of him. I could listen <laughs> to Ted Cruz. You know what he reminds me of? Like I bet, like a more like a younger Jaja. Yeah, he has an uh like a lot the of same the, kind of qualities. Speed, yeah. The same like conservative values. Very, very same, similar like, delivery. Very wise, like almost wiser than their age or their you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well I you know, he's yeah, also you're right, but then he's like Jaja still had like the cartoony Polish grandpa. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ted Cruz, immigrant, I believe, right? Or first generation? Oh, from Canada. Oh, the worst immigrants. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's a joke for my Alberta fans. Love you people out there. Uh, yeah, but hey, one of those f- he's a Mexican-Canadian. <laughs> a Hispanic-Canadian? I don't know what his thing is. He's like a Trudeau. Uh, he's Cuban, right? He's got the Cuban-Canadian uh, yeah, connection. Yeah, Cuban, yeah. Oh, I wonder if there's a little bloodline there with the uh, Trudeau man. We all know Trudeau oh, yeah. is the Castro, if you know yeah, what I'm saying. he got the same cheeks. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. Well, unfortunately for Ted, you know, he speaks a lot of truth, and he's a logical fella, and he's a well-educated guy. Uh, He gets a lot of shit in the media because people just don't understand or they just don't really take the time to listen to him. Uh, I would argue um, it's because too much attention is being paid to another Republican out there who is, and I know, and I'm not going to play anything about it, but... The sanctimonious is probably going <laughs> to announce his run for president any minute. And I know everyone's just somebody check on Rob Reiner, please. Uh, so uh, uh, he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know whether to come or cry at this point. 
the dis the DeSantis hate media now is it's been a leak, maybe even a slight pour. It, it's going to be a waterfall going forward. There's no oh, doubt about Hitler it. Hitler 2.0, 2.0. I'm telling you, he's got to grow the stash, go the Stalin route. And so, uh, imagine Hitler was a mentor, right? DeSantis is the apprentice. <laughs> Deprentice. If you. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you throw this guy a fastball, he fucking hits it out of the park every time. <laughs> Swear to God. Thousand percent. Well, I keep trying to push the Stalin look where he needs to grow a mustache, and I was looking at DeSantis. I was trying to put Stalin in there like DeStalin, but uh, De I, I like yeah, yeah, no, not the same ring. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it up. Honestly, so originally, you know, I sent you the docket, and uh, I think I might have changed it. Maybe I left it. Let me see. What did I put? Oh, I did leave it as De Sanctimonious. So here's what's <laughs> funny about De Sanctimonious, right? I typed it really fast, and uh, I put the A in instead of the I for Sanctimonious, but with the day there, right? Just like DeSantis. Yeah. And so it had the red lines under it, and it said it was the wrong spelling of De Sanctimonious. And I, <laughs> I laughed. I laughed, right? Like, oh, of course, right? So I went in there. I'm not kidding. I went in there, and I put the I in for the A just to see it was correct. Wow. Autocorrect. Autocorrect. Accepted and did not recommend to change the word desanctimonious, dude. Oh, the AI is in. It, knows, dude, it already knows. I'm telling you. The Trump, AI already knows. Trump is in. He is creating words in real time, dude. You're gonna see desanctimonious. Pretty, pretty soon, that little paper, that little paper clip with eyes, is gonna pop up in your bottom right corner. Oh yeah, it's gonna start. Frank, speaking. don't you know that Biden lowered the national debt? He's gonna lower the national debt. I don't think so, Frank. That autocorrect <laughs> will signify you're a white supremacist. Did you need help autocorrecting? Are you a MAGA supporter? <laughs> Please turn your weapons into your nearest police station. We're almost there, people. You better be freaked out. If they're talking AI, you, we're there, man. <laughs> Do you need help? It seems like you're MAGA. <laughs> Feeling MAGA lately? These drugs good, can good, help you. Good news for you. We defunded the police and we diverted that money into psychologists. Psychiatrist. So <laughs> one will be coming to your door shortly. You know what's crazy? If you you just kind of kind of threw me in an imaginative uh, imagination loop here, but you know you could defund the police if you just got everyone all hopped up on pharmaceuticals and forced them to take it if they want to leave their homes or participate in society. Right? You get them on the digital system. Oh well, you, we won't unlock that digital door there, fella, until you take your little uh, sub. You know, your little medication that, uh, tr you know, it's a tranquilizer, well, it's, you know, knocks you out, or makes you a zombie. Oh, the vaccine was their at attempt at equilibrium. Great movie. Great call, great movie. Wow, what a fantastical reference, and yeah, we're pretty much there, so. That's why when you're on the highway and, like, 9,000 people are going 20 miles per hour in the right lane, and everybody's flying past them in the left, yeah, those are the equilibriums. Yeah, I think we should just call it the booster lane. Yeah. Boost! <laughs> oh, man. Dude, I know I complain about traffic a lot here, but I got to tell you, dude. I got to tell you. So yesterday, I'm on the south side. Oh, yeah. We're waiting for a guy to come help us who's on the north side. Two hours. Two hours? At 4.30 in the afternoon. 4.30. And that's 1630 for you military folk out there. <laughs> the city of Chicago decided they were going to just shut down Lakeshore Drive and merge it into one lane. Wow. At 430 in the afternoon. They just they just shut down the whole city. Because you shut down one main artery, it just... Everything backs up now. Uh, Denver's you know? the same way. Denver has a uh, a non-existent roadway system. Uh, Jared Polis is funneling money into planting trees, apparently, instead of funneling money into, you know, uh, fixing our roads or expanding our road system. I assume they're doing the same in Chicago. Uh. These, 
these idiots, they, they constantly boast how they're doing all these inclusivity and equity projects and they're improving lives for the people of the inner city, but in reality, you're doing nothing at all. And I can say absolutely here in Denver, they're just doing nothing to improve or expand the roadway systems. Not one thing. No. And then, dude, you want to you add on to the conspiracy about the GPS? Bro. Absolutely. Bro. I, I Coming out of school, I have to hit Ogden. And it's like 3.30. The only entrance, it's like literally for three blocks, it's bumper to bumper. It's a parking lot trying to get onto this entrance to the highway, right? Yeah. And then the highway is jammed up because you have this endless river of cars trying to get into it, right? Oh, yeah. I looked and I'm like, man, I remember there's, I, I like, I know there's an entrance to the highway a little beyond and I know there's a way to get to it. My GPS keeps trying to reroute me, right? Oh, yeah. And I, I even get to one road where I'm like, I know it's this road. The GPS tells, doesn't tell me to go down this road. And then there's even a sign that says dead end. <laughs> right? And as I turn down this road, I'm going down it. My GPS is telling me to turn around because this is a dead end. There's no dead end. This road, you literally go around this building and then you pop out and you're right onto the entrance. Well, to that's the right, man. Yeah. Past, past all the traffic caused by that, like, Dude, and as soon as I got on there, my GPS rerouted 17 minutes cut off of my time. That's right. I like couldn't I was like what what do you what is going on here? What's going on is they know they've zombified everyone and locked them into their devices, so they listen to their devices like it's God speaking to them. Instead of listening to their gut instinct and following a route they know to be true or right. And- oh, okay, okay, but how can I be the only one that typed into my GPS? My, uh, I type in home, right? It's 11 miles, one hour, 18 minutes. No. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm in a car. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. I'm in a car. 11 miles, an, an hour, and 18 minutes? But you're just expressing the attitude of someone who is the spirit of an adventurer who's willing to just branch out from the normalized route, from the beaten path. You know path, what my thought is? An hour and 18 minutes? What the fuck do I have to lose? Yes. You already stolen my time. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm all I don't in pay for the this. gas, so fuck it. I am all in on this conspiracy theory. I truly believe there is something going on with the roadway systems in the major cities. They are Frank, I'm talking I'm Frank, them. I'm talking 300 people jammed into this one intersection trying to and I, I like literally just skirted around them. I don't follow then, any of In fact, I started doing what you do, Mike. I actually take a look right before I leave home from work. I see what they route me on, and I do my own route. You ha- you go opposite. I crush I'm gonna it. Go around- I crush yeah. it every time. Oh, you're telling me to go Milwaukee? I'm going to take the highway. In fact, <laughs> oh, you're telling me to take the highway? I'm going to take Milwaukee. Even today, man, I took my own route against the wishes of the GPS that I looked up right before I left. And on that route, I actually hit an impromptu section where they just happened to close one way on this section of road that a side road i took i who know the area knew very quickly without hesitation i took a quick left another quick right another quick right i was right where i needed to be hit the stop sign i was right on the same path i needed to be i didn't even i wasn't using any gps my phone was tucked away in my backpack actually in the back seat you know what you know now i'm just thinking maybe maybe the gps just isn't better maybe uh, like maybe we're really not saving time using it. No, I don't think we are. In fact, I think the problem is people just and this goes back to fucking COVID, believe it or not. Uh I don't think people use their gut instincts or understand their surroundings. Nobody's yes. looking around. It should them. never do it's twenty twenty three. There is not a car out there that doesn't do eighty miles per hour. It should never take you an hour and eighteen minutes to go eleven miles. <laughs> I mean, what are we having here in these cities? Is it too many people at the same time, or do we have too many idiots at the same time, or like? I think it's the algorithms of these GPS things. I'm telling you, dude. It's 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 something is weird about it. Where 
Dude, because the whole time I'm doing this route, my GPS is going crazy. Reroute. Now it's a now it's an hour twenty seven minutes. Now it's an hour forty seven minutes. Now it's this. Now it's that. And then all of a sudden, I jump on the highway, and it's like reroute, reroute. Oh, fifty three minutes. Well, how did I just cut all that time out? You know, yeah. you're supposed to be finding the fastest route. The whole thing is to rack up the miles, uh, make you pay for the gas, screw you over in the time, make you miserable, you're sitting there in traffic, you're sucking up the fumes, and by the way, at the same time, we're all cruising around in old, used cars. With demand for vehicles in overdrive, new data shows Americans keeping their cars in smaller trucks for a record 12 and a half years. While they're lasting longer, they're also more Whoa. expensive. Oh. Did these guys say 12 and a half years? That's right, man. Oh, uh, you haven't met an Italian family. I was just going to say, or a landscaper. Nona's car is 13 years old, just broken in. <laughs> That's also an 80-year-old Italian who uses it to go down the block to Walgreens, pick up prescriptions. He's got 55,000 miles. <laughs> <laughs> a little different scenario, man. Which is why South Florida mechanic Nick Osborne is still holding onto a 2007 SUV. Under normal circumstances, would you still be driving around in this? No way. I would already replace this car. The father of five swapping out an engine with 200,000 miles for one with a mere 100,000, a short-term yeah. fix that fits his family's budget. Do you feel safe short driving this? No, not at all. 200,000 miles, no. You know, and then my kids are in it. I'm not, I'm not sure if I feel too safe with 200,000 miles. You know, but do I have a choice? No, I don't have a choice. It's the impact of years of pandemic fueled shortages. So no, stop. It's 2023. You have to stop blaming the pandemic. Stop. This is yeah. this is Biden administration policies. No, 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 no. Frank, us, Frank, 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 Frank. Not only, not only, this is America adjusting to reality. Yes. Listen, are you Kim Kardashian? No, then you're not going to get a new Mercedes every year. <laughs> right. You should drive. <laughs> My mom drove the same fucking Plymouth Voyager for fucking 20 years. Yeah, man. You know? well, yes. We're we're so, you, <laughs> you're supposed to drive a car for 10, 15 years. That's the norm. Not get a new one every four years. That's yes. spoiled Americans. We, we grew up cruising around in family uh, who had cars that were at the 200,000 mile mark. Our dad had a fucking brown, like, 1983 Honda Accord that he drove until it literally caught on fire in the driveway. That's right. It caught on fire, and that was, that was the official end. That was it. It took the fire. <laughs> Sad to see it go. <laughs> it, was, it was a great car, man. It was, it, was a great. it was a hatchback. They don't make them like they used to. I'm telling they you. Right them, they don't make them like that anymore. Why <laughs> disruptions and heightened demand. The average used car payment is more than 560 bucks, and for new vehicles, nearly 730 According to one like they, group, that's Dude, when we were growing up, that was rent. Yeah, man. Now that's a car payment? No, Americans have, have lost their fucking minds with what they think they deserve or need. In 2004, in 2003, I purchased a 1987 cherry red Chrysler convertible <laughs> LeBaron for $2,000. Yeah. Cash. Yeah. Dude, I started driving. That was, in, 20, uh, that was 20 years ago, people. In 20 years, a used car has just, what, <laughs> how much percentage is that? Astronomical? Where's Neil deGrasse Tyson? Can I get Michukaku to uh, <laughs> explain to me this math, please? Did a crazy statistic. I, I, that's a crazy fact. I started driving in 04. That's when I got my first car, started driving it. Uh, it wasn't until I was getting out of the army and I, need, I like decided to buy that SUV uh, in 2010. So I went six years where I never spent more than $500 on a car. Wow. I would buy a car for less than $500. 
and then in 2010 yes. I, I was like man i thought i was a big spender because i spent i think it was 38 3900 dollars on that explorer that's right now remind me uh i may be a little misinformed here uh, remembering incorrectly but i i feel as if you either sold or purchased a car for uh 200 and a case of beer i'm not familiar i can't remember which one that was 300 that was my toyota corolla man toyota corolla i bought it for 300 bucks case of beer and uh Dude, it, it had it had nothing, man. I ended up, I ended up, fi- dude. By the time I got done with it, right, I was leaving. So I, so I like, I needed the S. That's when I bought the SUV because I was leaving. So I needed to carry on my shit. I didn't know what to do with this Corolla. I ended up just selling it to a chick for three hundred bucks. I'm like, give me the three hundred bucks I paid for. But by the time I sold it to that girl. Uh, it had air conditioning, power steering. I had wow. everything. I had everything mint working on that bitch. Beautiful. It was it, man. It was so much fun to work on. Oh, those are the days, folks. That's when used cars were used cars. Now uh, you're spending your life's fortune and uh, savings on these things. It's crazy. Dude, I always, I, I always tell people the day I, I the day I learned the most I've ever learned about cars was when I was trying to pick up a girl for a date and my fucking car wouldn't run. And I was like literally taking apart that carburetor. 81 Cutlass Supreme. Yeah! I learned, and this is like, this is like, dude, there wasn't fuck. I mean, there was internet and shit, but this wasn't like I pulled out my iPhone no, and Googled no, no, it. No no no, 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 dude. I had to wait for like Tony to stop jerking off in the basement to get internet <laughs> access, you know, to the family computer. No, no, it was not, dude. Dude, I was out there in the freezing cold, like, tearing apart a carburetor, just figuring it out, you know? So you could go get laid. It wasn't even get laid, you know, at the time, it was like, I was, I was trying to get to second base, no, you know what I mean? Process, <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, you know, you go up to the plate to hit the home run, but if you, <laughs> if you get the single, that's as oh. good, a hit is as good as anything. Hey, I'm always swinging for the fences, but I'll take a base hit, you know? <laughs> That's right. Any day of the week. It's, uh, on base percentage, folks, very important. I'm not going to lie. Compared to just I'm just saying, man, ago. you, you want to learn about carburetor. That's when you learn about carburetors. Industry analysts say pricing, higher interest rates, and greater reliability of newer cars all play a role. Someone going into the market for the first time in a while, they're going to be shocked as to how high the prices are for both new and used cars. A byproduct of this trend, auto repair shops are seeing way more customers. Even with high mileage, they're keeping the car. We've seen an average uh, car go from anywhere between 80 to 90,000 miles, now over 100, 150,000. Many hoping to You know what's really interesting? I've had this. Sorry, man. Oh, that's the end, basically. Yeah, we're good. You know what? I keep having conversations with, like, my uncle, with Sam, with guys who are mechanics. You you want a used car that look at Tony. You want a used car that run. You want that Cadillac. It runs. This guy already tuned it up and everything. Oh, it's yeah. ten G's. You're spending ten thousand, right? Yeah, but, man. Th- but this other car, it might just need a little bit of repair and maybe a few hundred dollars in parts. Same thing that was ten thousand. It's now a thousand, two thousand. Like broke cars are cheaper than ever. And we're, like, every, like, kind of the consensus I'm getting is nobody wants to or knows how to fix them. That, thank you. And that's kind of where my head was at with this as well, which is we used to live in a day where you'd go down the street on a Saturday afternoon and you got guys fixing their cars in the driveway. Yeah. I hear it all the time. You can't find a good car. You can't find a car for $10,000. Dude, I'm looking for a car. I'm seeing one $2,000 cars all over the place. And I'm weighing... You know, okay, well, what is a crate engine? You know what I mean? Because I figure I could buy, like, a a Ranger, like, a really broke-down one for a couple thousand, swap out the engine and the trans, and now it's even better than this one that they're selling for (laughs) 22,000. That's That's right, man. That's a fucking 15-year-old Ranger with 200,000 miles on it, you know? And to all the young fellas out there, you know, if you don't know how to fix it, well, this is a great way to learn. Figure it out. You could do no, it. Just do it. Man, nobody really... I was a mechanic in the Army, right? Oh, yeah. So after basic training, you go to AIT, 
advanced individual training where they quote unquote make you a mechanic. Dude, you walk in and they're like, all right, today we're going to show you how to change a starter. It's an engine on a stand. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and the starter, like, they have, like, you need a 916th socket. They have a 916th socket, not a whole set, just a 916. So, like, every socket you need and everything's hand tight, so you don't even need sockets. You know, it's like so stupid. Uh, but then, you know what happens is when I first got to my unit, they had the old deuce and a half. Right. Oh, the deuce and a half. That's actually my nickname for Lizzo. I don't know if you know about yeah. that. A, <laughs> I don't like to tell a lot of people about that one, but now it's out there. <laughs> the, deuce, the deuce and a half was a two and a half ton truck. Uh, but they were like these old, too old, outdated models that like. That no, makes that so much funnier. <laughs> <laughs> Because you didn't even realize how on point that was. <laughs> Did you guys ever put like a bikini on that truck or like a nightgown or anything? The problem, the problem is, Frank, that was very insulting to the deuce and a half truck. Those, <laughs> those deuce and a halves are beautiful. Lizzo's a fat cow, okay? <laughs> no, no, Lizzo's beautiful too. She has beautiful talent. Lizzo could never beautiful carry talent. the amount of troops into battle I, that the deuce and a half has carried. I just know? in love. I think she's very talented. So uh, <laughs> continue with your deuce and a half Lizzo truck, please. Nah, dude, but one of the first things they did when I got to that unit, uh, the Sergeant Switcheress, he just went out there and, like, broke a bunch of shit on that deuce and a half, and he was like, all right, now fix it. Wow. And I was like, dude, I don't know how. And he's like, you went to the class, here's a manual, fix it. And it's like, they didn't care what you did, you just, you just wasted, you know, you wasted all your time, and after, like, dude, it must have been, like, three months I spent trying to fix this fucking truck, I finally go up to him, and, I, and like, I'm like, man, I can't get this thing running. And they're like, yeah, it's been sitting there for ten years, nobody can. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, That's like uh, I, Mr. Miyagi kind of stuff. <laughs> oh, dude. but I what it. I learned in that three months was now I knew how to order parts. I was like so I was like a diagnosing king. Uh, yeah, and, it, man. and it really taught me that like even if you don't know what the fuck you're doing, just dive in and figure it the fuck out, you know? I totally agree with you, Mike. And that energy rides here in Colorado, even with people just cruising with some friends in their car and with their dog. And sometimes when times are tough, you just gotta Turn to your passenger and, well, switch sides. For you, a rough night for at least a driver in a southeastern Colorado town. That's because he tried to switch seats with his dog after being pulled over on suspicion of DUI. Now, it happened in a small <laughs> town of Springfield. That's in Colorado's southeastern yeah! corner. Springfield police say an officer pulled over. A this story, though, it gets, it gets so much better, dude. You have no idea how... This is fucking great. Driver going 52 and a 30, and then the driver tried to switch seats with his dog. The dog had been in the passenger seat. They said they were trying. And I imagine he gave him those, uh, you know, those glasses with the nose oh, and dude, mustache. Oh, dude, fucking yeah. psycho, bro. The, like, oversized glasses. <laughs> the glasses, the nose, the mustache, the, the top hat, you know, like a little. And, and, like the window, coat. the tinted window just rolls down, and the dog looks over He's with got the a, tongue out. Got a cigarette sunglasses. in his paw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Autonomous to Pueblo, but got lost. Well, they were because, as you can see, how can I help you today, officer? <laughs> Was my driving a little rough? <laughs> Somebody get this guy a Pulitzer. <laughs> where's, where's Bill Maher? You don't need your writers. Get the fuck out of here, man. Do it yourself, bro. <laughs> Where's Sean Penn? Give your academy to this guy. Come on, dude. <laughs> that was better than anything Zelinsky's ever done for society. They're right there. Direction. The town's actually closer to Kansas, uh, Oklahoma, Texas, and New Mexico than it is to Pueblo. Please say that were the dude was going in the wrong direction. But so you're imagining the scene, right? The dude. He gets pulled over, he's drunk, he's going too fast, he switches spots with the dog, right? It's pretty weird. Also, two sober people in the back seat, one of whom the actual... Oh, 
wait a second. <laughs> what? New Mexico, uh, excuse me? to Pueblo. Police say there were also two sober people in the back seat, one of whom the actual owner of the car. Springfield's police chief says he doesn't know why one of them wasn't driving. <laughs> what? The driver, they found oh, I know why. Somebody's getting some road head, baby. coming out of Pueblo. The other two passengers then took the car and the dog to Pueblo. You're worried about the dog. The guy, the guy got arrested for the two weirdos in the, the back poor, drove off with the dog, man. The, the poor guy. That poor guy was like, yeah, man, you, you know, I get it. You want to hook up with the girl? Go ahead and get in the back seat. I'll, I'll try. Uh, poor guy was just trying to help a buddy out. Gets arrested with that uh, dude. Fucking funny stuff, man. Um, so the guy of... in the back seat getting laid while his brother's getting the DUI. I hope you drive that guy around for the next year and a half. This is a funny story. This is an out there story, and I uh, was commenting today uh, because a lot of people were talking about it, and I said, you know, Colorado man may soon become the Florida man of our modern era. Oh, wow. You don't get a lot of Florida man stories anymore, mm. but now we're getting the Colorado man stories. You guys have the excuse, though, with the mountains. We got the high elevation. We're chemtrailing yeah. the shit out of the skies. We're all poisoned and fucked up. Uh, and we got the mushroom legalization now coming up. Dude, I'm telling you, people are fucked up here in Colorado. Uh, Florida man has been retired. <laughs> we're in a new well, era. Plus, 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 as I have been informed by Brenda... She's our aunt who was born and raised in Florida. That's right, man. Uh, and she's very correct. She said it to a house full of people not from Florida that uh, Florida man is always somebody who moved to Florida, ah, not born and raised. So they comment. go there and they go crazy. That makes sense. Okay. And she's right. They're never like you know. Well, I'm like she's cool, right? Like you know, she's different. She's not like. The guy who who moves to Florida and lives there. It you makes know? sense. I'm just tossing it out there uh, only because we were just in Florida. <clears throat> we're talking roads, people. We're talking cars. You sense a theme here on today's show. Uh, when we were going mobile and cruising around in the state of Florida, my God, not only were the roads operating and open and running smooth, but they were creating... <clears throat> And building and expanding the roads and making things better. And it just seemed like there was infrastructure happening. Florida has it going on. Uh, here in Colorado, I would just say it's the total opposite. It feels like there's nothing happening. They're doing nothing to fix or expand the roadway systems. Um, <laughs> it, it's so outrageous here that we have dudes having their dogs drive around. And so... Uh, What's crazy to me, and I think what's crazy to you, is we were in Florida, and all we could think is, wow, this place, it's just like, it's operating. It's, it's happening. Florida, I looked it up, number three in this, in this country for school systems. They, have, they rank number three no, for they, schools. They used to be like 48. They used to be one of the worst ones in the country. And you and alluded really... to it. We were, all we heard about was how horrible Ron De, De Sanctimonious and all his... New bills and laws and the don't say gay nonsense, how horrible he is for the schools. Yet, yeah. how, how is that true, but simultaneously you're ranking number three in schools in the country? No, there were a lot of things that like the people down there said where I was like, are, are you talking about today or five years ago? Like, I don't think you guys realized what happened during the pandemic. It's because they're listening to a very specific medium and they're getting language in a very certain way. Uh, again, it's, you're right, Mike, Hitler 2.0. Learners education officials block dozens of textbooks and force. Oh, <laughs> sorry, folks. So, I'm sorry. Like, you know what's so funny, dude? I just realized you brought this up like 20 minutes ago. We never even got to this clip. No, it's but so I brought funny. it back around. You see how I, I hooked uh, it back in, man. We, these guys are professional. There's, <laughs> we're always able to do it. And, uh, folks, have that glass of water handy. Get some water. That's going to get thirsty. You're going to need at least a quart. <laughs>
Florida's education officials blocked dozens of textbooks and forced publishers to edit dozens of others to remove information on racial and social justice issues. This comes as part of Republican Governor Ron DeSantis's ongoing campaign criminalizing the teaching of critical race theory, LGBTQ topics, and other issues he describes as, quote, woke indoctrination. One middle school textbook no longer includes a section on Black Lives Matter and the police murder of George Floyd. Why are little kids learning about George Floyd? No, but I love how you guys are so upset that he's banning critical race theory. I thought you weren't teaching it. Remember your whole argument? Amy Goodman, your whole argument was that it wasn't being taught. So why would you even care if he's banning it? Yes, man. That's right, baby. You are right on the money. Frank, just so you know, we're banning painting your toenails in Colorado. Oh, why are you so upset? I thought you don't paint your toenails. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you don't paint your toenails, why do you even care that we're banning it? And I, I just want to, I really want to hammer home on this one. You go to Florida and you see a place that during, I went there during the pandemic as well. It was the only place that was open and running at full. They're thriving. And, and you could see why. That's why I continuously harp on the fact that the Biden administration and, and the legacy media, you cannot continue saying oh we're suffering because of uh, covid policies and things that happened to covid no you you guys chose to go that route there were places that chose another route and they are thriving the best way i can put it is you go to florida and everybody looks like they're living you come to chicago every everybody who's trying to make it looks like they're running up a down escalator (laughs) everybody i see even myself looks like we're running up a down escalator Florida, they're just living. They never stop. We're trying to catch up. Yeah, man, we are trying to catch up. And again, it, 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 like, do you hear the way Amy Goodman? Uh, well, no, we here, the clip. Uh, no, the clip's done. And here's my point uh, about it. This is why I'm so fascinated with this uh, teardown on DeSantis. They are obsessed with DeSantis because number one, I can't figure out if they want DeSantis or they want Trump? I feel like they want Trump, right? So they're really, you know, smearing... No, they want all of them to go away. They hate all of them. Frank, when was the last time we heard Amy Goodman talk about uh, Liz Cheney? She's running for president. Remember? When she was on the J6 committee, every every Democrat was like, there's a good Republican. I would vote for that Republican if they ran for office. Well, now she's running for office. No support. Go to Florida. Anybody, just go to Florida. Check it out. For five seconds, and then go back to your place if you are in Denver or if you are in Chicago or yeah. San Francisco. Take a good look around, and then just soak no, it we ta- in. Dude, we talked about it. It's a slow burn. Like, they did it to us without us even realizing what happened. I went to Florida. It's amazing how I got used to businesses for sale. Empty yes. storefronts, yes. houses for sale. Yes. Like you go down there and you just don't see that shit. You don't see the empty shopping mall. You know what I mean? It's, it's a like, feeling in the air. There's a deadness here in Denver versus yes, you go down yes. to uh, Florida anywhere. It, we, you could be in any small town down there or in Tampa or anything. They're, they're fucking doing stuff. They're making things happen. It happened. And it is just such a stark difference, and I just implore everyone to take a look around what's going on in your cities if you are in these major it, cities. They, it, they are not supporting business. They, they are not supporting you. The, the, the people in this, power, the government is not there for you. They are lining their pockets, and they are screwing your urban centers. They All of them. New York, Chicago. Yes, every single I'm one. A, Denver, no, everywhere. But, dude, they all... So, the... the the appeal used to be, I need to go downtown or I'm going to miss out. I'm missing out. Yes. If you're not down there, you're missing out. Right? Absolutely, man. Now it's like, I don't know. If I want to see anything, I'm going to go out to Roselle or Schaumburg. I'm not missing anything in Chicago. 
Yeah, I just think it's um, it's funny to me that they need to try and attempt uh, Amy Goodman on her Democracy Now, uh, War and Peace report that I grew up yeah. listening to and, and watching and reading because uh, she was one of the few people truly reporting on a lot of the atrocities going on during the Iraq invasion uh, and you know our occupation of Afghanistan. And uh, she was reporting on a lot of other stuff going on around the world. It was yo. I said that to a guy the other day who's about our age. You know what he brought up, and I never thought of. Bring it up. He goes. He goes. You're right. That's why I started listening to Democracy. It's like that's why Democracy Now made it because in in the 2000s they were reporting on the war. They were reporting on what was really going on. And he goes, "What happened as soon as Obama took over?" Yeah, man. They weren't reporting on the war. They were just reporting on the Republicans' failures. No, it became focused, hyper focused on woke ideology and race yes. relations. And the left. They just became another wing of the left. They're an NPR. They're no different than NPR. We now. usually clip Democracy Now because of how hilariously over the top Amy Goodman covers race relations in this country. That's almost majority of yeah. our clips of Amy Goodman and Democracy Now. And it's because what happened. You know, you used to be telling the truth as you claimed back in the day, and I believed it, and I still do. I think there was a genuine cause back then, but you got co-opted by the Obama administration uh, and during their reign. And you, what happened is Amy Goodman Democracy Now! could no longer talk about the atrocities of war going on in Africa because Obama became the, the drone killer of the world. Yes. He killed more people was, with yes. drones than any president or any leader in the world, in the history of the world. Like This man has used robot drones to kill more people than anybody ever. That's the truth. So how could she report on it? She can't. Oh, that's when they changed. That's when, yes, that's, that's when they changed. We've circled around this toilet many times, and I feel like we could finally flush it. I think the end of this democracy, uh, you know, America really went down the fucking drain when Obama became president. I hate to say it, but this guy <laughs> ushered in just the fucking worst shit that we've ever experienced. But I just find it funny that here we are, Amy Goodman, outside of the race relation bullshit that we cover with her, she obsesses over DeSantis, and it doesn't fly. Everybody on the left and all the media circus surrounding DeSantis never seems to really work. It doesn't stick. It doesn't seem right, in my opinion, because we were there. And you know what? A lot of people who are not Republicans had visited Florida during the pandemic because it was the only free state to go visit. And a lot of people who are not Republicans have been vacationing to Florida and people see with their own eyes. They understand what's happening in front of them. They they have the ability to be aware on some level like Gee whiz, traffic seems to move here, and I don't see as many homeless people. And uh, wow, <laughs> there's stores operating, and people are like in the cities. This is crazy. What's going on here? That's what gets truth. me is the for sale. Yes. When you see houses for sale, when you see, you know, uh, businesses for rent, like storefronts, that's the biggest sign. And I love how the biggest take on DeSantis, the biggest dig that Amy Goodman and people on the left can throw at him is his anti-woke indoctrination. And what people on the left don't understand is you embraced woke culture, you will die with woke culture. Woke culture is now leftist culture in America. It is yeah, that's your, your hill. It's your, it's your hill. Yes, it's your identity. You are woke culture, people on the left, Democrats. You are all of woke culture. That's who you are. And you know what? I'm not jumping on the bandwagon. I don't think yeah. this is a woke culture move. And I'm I'm changing gears here slightly. Only because currently, folks, I'm going to admit to all you listeners out there, I am enjoying myself an ice cold fine pilsner. It's called Miller Lite. No! I am drinking it. And you know no. what? I refuse to play the part. I refuse to be like the Matt Walshes and all the other <laughs> jabronis out there who are going to boycott this and boycott that. No, I am currently, right now, as we are on this show, I'm drinking and enjoying and a delicious. All of you have lost hope in the dude, man. I haven't stopped drinking Rolling Rock and Jameson. 
Well, that sounds fantastic. Folks, <laughs> I'm sticking with the Miller Lite, and I'll tell you why after this. Here's a little known fact. Women were among the very first to brew beer ever. From Mesopotamia to the Middle Ages to colonial America, women were the ones doing the brewing. Centuries later, how did the industry pay homage to the founding mothers of beer? They put us in bikinis. Wow. Has Miller Lite been listening to our show, though? All I've been raging about is how we got to bring back the babes in bikinis. He's... I can't believe this! Look at this sh- Wild! It's time beer I can't stand this commercial. So today, Miller Lite is on a they, mission to clean up. Why do they say the shit so many beer times? Well, they're trying to be edgy, man. Miller Lite edgy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they're and chicks. They can say swear so words, man. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Literally, good How, you ask? Ladies, take it away. First, this was men trying to make a commercial for women. Compost Push out beautiful fertilizer. Such a sad attempt. That good helps farmers grow quality hops. Oh yeah, man, babes. Which has been donated doing... to women brewers to make their own really good yeah. But there's definitely more shit out there. In your attic, in the garage, in your parents' basement. Send any shit you got into Miller Lite, and they'll turn that into good shit too. This is really smart. Oh. All right, so st- you gotta stop women. right here. Miller Lite. I've been dying to talk about this. Miller Lite. You got the girl. She's got a pretty nice rack. Two for two. I'm in. No bikini. That's where you lost it. Dude, throw it, this, you're a psycho, bro. Throw yeah. this chick in a bikini, and you got a good commercial. What you know I thought, I mean? you know, when I watched this, and here, there's a few more seconds. Because without us, there would be no beer. Alright, so without us, there'd be no beer, and then... Yeah. Okay, so what I thought, I because I was into it, I was watching, I'm like, oh my god, I think they're, I know what they're gonna do. I thought at the end, she would, like, rip the clothes off and be in the bikini and then, like, hit a volleyball. Dude, she was, like, too hot to not do it, right? They, like, purposely got a chick with a huge rack. No, she's a comedian. She's very funny. She had a uh, show on Comedy Central for a few years. Um, Emma was a big fan. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um... I can't remember the name, uh, you know, City Chicks or something like that. I've never was, seen that chick before. She's very funny, and uh, she, she almost, you know, if you take a long look at her, female Jimmy Kimmel, almost. <laughs> I'm telling you, you shave Jimmy Kimmel, you take a look oh, at that's her. That's a terrible compliment. Yeah, a compliment. I know it's that's not a good compliment. I wasn't trying to be flattering. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> every time I see her, I'm like, ah. I just look. Emma was a big fan of the show that she was on. It was like two broads or something like that. City broads. It was on Comedy Central, and uh, oh, that's that chick. Yeah, yeah. There, it was a funny show. It was a sketch comedy thing. I didn't like the other chick was ugly, but she was she was all right, man. Well, that's what I'm saying she's kind of a babe, but I oh, she's I got a to, babe, dude. Not kinda. That's a babe. Yeah, but I mean, again, take a new certified. Look. You're welcome, honey. I've shined a new light. I want everyone to take a new look through a new lens on her. I'm telling you, shave Jimmy Kimmel, slap on a wig and a little red lipstick. I think she's a female Jimmy Kimmel. And so, to be fair, Jimmy Kimmel is a little prettier and definitely wears more makeup than any woman I fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> I'm not an attractive man. I don't get good looking. Yeah. So she's kind of a babe. Yeah, I thought they were going to, at the end, do the whole, uh, you know, she'd be like, oh, because they were doing the swear and she'd be like, fuck it, you know, or something. I don't know, nothing. No, they didn't do anything that, no, they're very serious about this. And here's the thing, and I want to make this clear. I'm a big fan of drinking the Miller Lite. I'm always well-stocked on the Miller Lite. It's just an old-school, classic, fine Pilsner, as I have said previously. Uh, it's easy to drink. My favorite beer, and this is an advertisement for chicks. And uh, finally, something for chicks. Everything. Yeah, that didn't include a guy do you trying see, to be a girl. Everything yeah, has right. been a dude with a dress and lipstick and a wig, and they're going through the treatment and the trans, and it's Dylan Mulvaney, or it's. I, Thank you, actually. You know what? Fine. No babes in bikinis. I, I'll i take it. You know what? Because you're, in, you're doing something for the women. Because here in my home, 
the woman here, she loves Miller Lite. We drink it all the time together. It's our preferred uh, beverage. And I, <laughs> I, I'm just saying that, you know, I'm happy that they didn't, like, trout, bring out Dylan Mulvaney or, uh, or, Kate, or Bruce Jenner. You know, like, thank you. Thank you. You know what? You're right. It was a chick, a, a kind of a babe. Actually, and she didn't have to show her tits to be a babe. She's still a babe, and she's got a little attitude, and she's funny. And would have been nice to see some tits, though. It's a beer ad. Hey, look, I'm down for some tits too. That's all I've been talking about here. The girl, it is a beer the, ad. You oh, know? With the babes and the bikinis <laughs> and the beer, they're, they're playing volleyball. Come on, is it so much to ask? But look, here's my thing. Again, you know what, Miller Lite, you nailed it. Actually. You appeal to the women. Nobody's appealing to women. And that's the oh, one thing call. that's the I, one that's thing I'm hearing in my household with the woman I live with, which is yeah, You had a woman appeal to women. That's which is which is nobody's okay. appealing to women. Everything is appealing to men who are women. We gotta celebrate Leah Thomas, the dude, the six four dude crushing women and swimming, and let's celebrate well, Dylan. It sounds like the woman in your household are, is a turf. She I still don't understand this phrase, but yes, yeah, she <laughs> She's into dudes. And, uh, <laughs> so and she doesn't believe a chick with a penis is a chick. That's uh well, you know what? That may be a prevailing uh, theory here in the household, no doubt about it. But I just once again, it did seem like for a long stretch here, uh nothing was geared towards the women. Instead, everything was anti woman. Actually, if you really take a look back over the last few years, you had the swimsuit edition dude in 2020 or 21. You got the Dylan Mulvaney. You got the Leah Thomas. Uh, maybe it's about time we the women get their due because they've worked Dude, really hard That's a good call. It. How come there, like, there's definitely tranny women trying to be men, right? Yeah. How come none of them were man of the year? But the woman of the year was a dude. Exactly. You know what I mean? That is kind of... So my hat's off to Miller Lite. You did a woman-based commercial for women, by women, to women, about women. You know what? The women, ladies, you deserve it. You've had quite the battle up to this point only for the last two years for men to take all your fucking accolades. So uh, Miller Lite. Cheers to you. I shall drink on. I'm a, I agree. I'm a big agree. fan. I'm a huge here's fan of this. Here's to the women. The Here, real women. Here's to the real women. You know, the yeah. ones without dicks. The, the old-fashioned <laughs> chicks that we used who, to get who, into. Who have been a woman more than 400 whatever days, Dylan Mulvaney. I, I just, I, I really, <clears throat> I, I saw all the hoopla from the right. Oh, my God, Miller Lite going woke. And I was like, you know what? No, I don't think this is woke at all. Because the most anti-woke thing now is to celebrate men and women. Like real men and women, yeah. Yes, real men and real women. It's anti-woke. What was that that commercial? Was it Real Men of History? (laughs) (laughs) Remember that? (laughs) I'm not sure. I I, kind of remember that. I don't know. It was like a Chevy commercial. I forgot what it was. Let's bring back manliness. Let's bring back womanhood. Let's make those things hip again, yeah. man. I think the world is ready for it. I think the pendulum should swing that way again. Well, uh, the man, you know, manliness of men is what made it so great and what made womanliness great. You know, it was like the differences is what make us great. Couldn't agree more, man. And I just again, Miller Lite. I I could see the uh how the people on the right want to take it as you know the the woke has taken over, but I disagree wholeheartedly. Uh, I think women have lost out the most over the woke culture takeover. Uh, they yeah. have, they they are uh, they have now so much more to gain. Um, we need to celebrate womanhood again. And I brought this up on Sunday's show. You can almost feel it, right? They they put the kibosh. On birthing person, man, and we fucking celebrated. Yeah, they killed it in a year. We job, celebrated man. fucking Mother's Day this weekend, as yeah. it should be. Yeah. Like, th- yeah. no more bullshit, man. And look, maybe if the tide is truly changing, 
I expect to see Brittany Griner out there singing the national anthem on the 4th of July in front of... Uh... Oh, she's already <laughs> there. We're going to celebrate Christmas this year, y'all. It's Christmas. We got 4th of July. It's Mother's no Day. No more it's happy Father's holidays. <laughs> At our Father's Day, they got dicks. <laughs> you got a present on Father's Day, you got a dick. <laughs>